toward heaven and ask God to speak to our mind individually. Bless this service, God, with your presence and with your fellowship. Lead us, guide us, God, in your will and by your word. Pray in Jesus' name, you bless brotherhood. The feeling, God, of the unction of your anointing. Amen. Would you continue to pray with me just for a few moments? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Just keep that ready, if you would. Praise God. You just keep this ready. Thank you. Praise God. Just keep praying, would you please? Amen. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I, uh, I feel a, a different dimension tonight. Uh, and I need your help. I need those that are intercessors tonight to help me. If you've ever prayed uh, in intercessory prayer, I want you to raise your hand. You know what it means to pray. I want to say that what is joy for the church is judgment for the world. What you and I rejoice in revival tonight, one day the sinner will remorse in because they did not join us. I believe in... In time preaching, I believe that there is a time when we need to consider that we are not just dealing with temporal things, but we are dealing with eternal souls. There are people in this room tonight you are not here by accident because Jesus did not die for you by an accident, but he died for you on purpose. And uh, you come from different walks of life. But we all want to be headed for the same destiny, and that's heaven. That's heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. I need your help tonight, saints. We're going to be a team. Will you help me? I can't do this kind of preaching without you. Uh, this, is not, uh, this is not a mere heaviness to the church. But this is a responsibility that we take together tonight. I can get up and preach a conviction message, but without intercessory prayer, there is a certain amplification that is lost. The sword of the Spirit is sharp, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit, of the joints and marrow. It is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. When you and I come together in intercessory prayer while the preacher is preaching, it only takes that sword and thrusts it even deeper, more effectively. So I need your help tonight. Will you help me? Will you help me? Let's lift our hands to the Lord again. In Jesus name. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
Very simply tonight, let me just lay this out here before I read my opening text. And you can turn to 1 Thessalonians if you have your Bibles. But in 1 Corinthians 15, the Apostle Paul laid out for us what the gospel of Christ was. Very simply, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You need to know that. You need to know that Christ died for you on the cross. And he shed his blood for you. You need to know, number two, that he was buried. You need to know, number three, that he rose from the dead. But I want to tell you tonight that there's a difference between knowing the gospel and doing the gospel. In Acts chapter 2, verse 36, on the day of Pentecost, when the church was born in fire, Apostle Peter, having been given the keys of the kingdom of heaven, stood up. He preached one message to the Jews and 3,000 that were gathered that day, and that message was simply this, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Verse 36 of Acts 2, he said, Now I want to let all of the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom you've crucified, both Lord and Christ. Everybody say no. That's what they came to know. They were going to know the gospel. And the Scripture says, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. That's conviction. That's coming to the realization and confrontation with the Word of God that I'm a sinner. I'm lost. I need God. They said, men and brethren, not what shall we know? Because they knew the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection. But what shall we do? How do we do the gospel? And Peter said unto them, repent. You need to make an about face. You need to ask God to forgive you tonight. You need to, in your realization as a sinner, you need to know as a wretch you're lost without God. And you need to ask God to forgive you. You need to have a change of mind and a change of direction. Whereas you were walking on the path of the world, you now will walk in the path of the Word of God. Very simply, repentance is a change. And he said, repent, number one, and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Remission simply means removal. In repentance, you ask God to forgive you. That's death. In baptism, you ask God to bury those old sins away. Because baptism is a spiritual bath. It's a blood bath. The water in itself doesn't mean anything. It's what it represents that means everything. And it represents the blood of Jesus Christ. And when you are baptized, that's burial. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's resurrection. Listen now. Knowing the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection. You historically accept and understand that some 2,000 years ago, the Messiah of the world died, was buried, and rose again. If you accept that, you know the gospel. But you cannot be saved by knowing the gospel. You have to do the gospel. Doing death is repentance. Doing the burial is baptism. And doing the resurrection is receiving the Holy Ghost. Now with that, let me read from 1 Thessalonians tonight. You are in 1 Thessalonians. 
Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. First Thessalonians. Hallelujah. Chapter number four. Verse 16, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. This is what theologians have termed for centuries to be the rapture of the church or the catching away of the bride. I want you to turn the page to Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 7, And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey. Did you hear that? It did not say no, but obeyed not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. There will be a lot of folks when the Lord comes that know the gospel, but they're going to be left behind because they didn't obey or do the gospel. And he's coming back in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Oh, God. I want to preach about the nightmare of eternity tonight, and that being... Missing the rapture or being here the day after the rapture. Saints of God, would you help me tonight? I need you to turn it into another dimension tonight. I need you to turn it up. The heat of your passion. I need you to get serious about souls with me tonight. And I know that you are. But in this service, I need your prayer. Let's lift our voices together. Intercessors, come on. I need your help in this service. Lord, you see those tonight that are lost without you, God. You see those, Lord, that are not ready to meet you. I pray in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, help me pray. Help me, saints of God. Let's create that atmosphere tonight. Lord, you see those tonight, God, that need to be shaken. Every sinner, God, that's not ready to meet you. Every soul that is void of the presence of the Holy Ghost. I pray that you'd beckon every backslider to an altar. Shake every saint tonight. Stir every sinner, Lord. Kindle the fires of intercession tonight, God, until there is burned in this house a true revival of souls and the quickening of them that are dead. I pray in the name of Jesus, raise them up out of the tombs of tradition. Raise them up out of the graves of religion tonight. Raise them up, God, and give them the Spirit. Somebody help me pray. Somebody help me pray. Come on, intercessor. Let's turn up the heat. Let's raise the fire. Oh, somebody's soul is in the balance tonight. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus.
I, I, we've got to just just a few more moments. In fact, you can be seated, but do not stop praying. Thanks of God, don't stop praying. Because once we hit it, we can't turn back. We need intercessors tonight. You may be seated, but keep praying in Jesus' name. Come on, intercessors. In the name of Jesus, the sun arose and lunged her arrows of light. It was just another day, routines as normal, kids preparing for school, mothers making breakfast, fathers wiping the dew off of the newspaper. This is going to be just another day. People everywhere following the habitual footsteps of a working world. Fast lanes are buzzing. Telephones ringing in high-rise offices. Hammers echoing the efforts of carpentry. Life repeating itself in the city. Just another day. Just another day. Nobody seemed to notice the sudden rustle of the wind. And the crackling leaves were announcing something. The church down the street is having a prayer meeting tonight. And somehow you can hear the whisper in the wind as it beckons for every sinner to attend, calling for every backslider to wake up and be stirred to find an altar to pray in because the church is about to leave. Somebody help me pray. But the noise of business is much louder. The cry of conviction is drowned by the laughter of lust and the desire of God to save is surpassed by the desire of the ungodly to sin. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now is the time of salvation is replaced by such philosophical phrases that are full of fallacy like, Tomorrow, tomorrow, I have tomorrow. Somebody help me pray in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The truth cannot be heard because temptation is a harp that opens the ears to the music of hell. The strings are strummed and the sinner is wooed to wickedness. Oh, but somehow tonight I want to reach out to somebody with a startling reality shaking message that eternity is here and that the coming of the Lord is imminent and the rapture of the church is just in the distance. I hope that some sinner, some backslider, some cold and deadened saint can hear what this preacher is going to try to say tonight in the spirit. Oh, Lord, help us. I want you to know that you can enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season now, but soon you will be found unworthy for the rapture, but worthy for the judgment. Somebody help me pray. 
Somebody get serious about souls here. Somebody get concerned about your destiny. Come on in Jesus' name. I'm going to get emotional tonight. I'm going to get intense tonight. I may turn red in the face and my veins may bulge out. And you may say, preacher, why would you get so emotional? Why would you be so stirred up? But can I tell you tonight that I am just a man of God standing at the dead end of time, waving his arms of truth and a message of warning to those who are about to plummet to eternal fires of hell. And I'm trying to get you to turn around and go the other way. So pardon me tonight if it may seem emotional, but I have your soul for about an hour or less, and then you will be gone. But I'm going to do my best to stir you in the spirit tonight. While the church is praying in altars, Travailing on carpet beneath the pews, you play in the concert of sin. Enjoy it now, friend, for soon you will endure the flames. I'm not cliche preaching tonight. I'm not fairy tale phraseology tonight, but I bring to you the truth. There is a hell and there is a heaven. There is a right and there is a wrong. There is a salvation, and there is being lost. There is being in the church, and there is being in the world. You're either in one or the other tonight. Somebody help me pray. Drink, be merry, carefree, uncommitted. But soon the cup of damnation will replace every bottle of beer. Folks can indulge in their drugs and in their demonic heaven, but soon the needle of eternal pain is what will pierce their veins. But there is hope tonight. But I want to tell you that the sinner, that in rejection that sings now, will bellow woes of sorrow after the rapture. Imagine for a moment with me tonight. There they were, Brother Hansel, some kneeling, some standing, Others lying on the floor. Bitter wells of travail push through the roof and rattle the corridors of heaven. And there is shouting and dancing ringing in the ears of the angels. You should have joined us. The joy of Jesus. The happiness of holiness. The rejoicing of those that are redeemed. The joy unspeakable and full of glory. The peace that passes all understanding. But no, you rejected it. And on this day, like any other day, something happens that only eternity can report. It's the rapture of the church. It's the catching away of the bride. Brother, one moment they were praying, and the next they were departing. Oh, listen now. Not through the doors of the sanctuary or down the hallways of past the Sunday school rooms. Not through the corridors. But through the clouds, they're gone, swept away, called away by the Spirit of the Lord. Somebody help me pray in Jesus' name. This is how it probably will happen. A Bible is left on the pulpit. The sermon notes come to a gentle landing onto the floor. You can see over in the corner the songbook where the old grandmother used to sing. Amazing grace. I wonder if all those grandmothers here tonight would stand up with me for a moment. 
Come on, Sister Craft, would you help me? I want you to sing. I want them to hear it tonight. I want you to hear the sound of amazing grace, Sister Craft. Um, help us, grandmothers. Oh, hear it. Hear it tonight. Because this is a sound you one day will not hear. Oh, listen to it. Beautiful. Anointed. Holy Ghost inspired. I once was but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Thank you. You may be seated. Oh. One day you won't hear that. You find a tear stain on the old crumpled page of the old rugged cross. A moist handkerchief that wiped away the perspiration and the tears of a praying mother is draped over the back of a pew. These are the leftovers of what used to be heard but is now remembered. This is a sign to the world, brethren and sisters of the Lord, that never again will the sinner hear the echo of a preacher or a pastor or a prophet in the walls of this church. The cross is broken. It will never save again. The blood river is dried up. It will never wash again. Calvary is gone. Grace is dead. She has drawn her final breath and eternity has laid her in the casket of forgottenness. Somebody help me pray. Somebody get serious with me tonight because there are souls here that need to repent. I want to tell you the day after the rapture on that night, the altars will be cold and the eeriness of silence will bring the screams of doom because the souls of the unredeemed will be now open territory to the dark demons that waited behind the veils of an interceding church and behind the walls and couldn't get to you. But what are you going to do when these grandmothers are gone and when there are no intercessors? What are you going to do when Brother Kraft is not in his office and when these Preachers are not reaching out, teaching Bible studies. Where are you going to be? Somebody help me pray in the name of Jesus. Please don't sit there tonight with a blank stare and a stone face. Because if you knew what and who was coming, if you could get a glimpse for a moment, a vision of hell, a vision or a feeling for one moment tonight of what it would be like to miss the rapture of the church, you would be running to this altar. Somebody pray. I want to tell you tonight, you don't have to be lost. You can come to the Lord tonight. Your ears do not have to be deaf 
till the trumpet sound of the rapture. But you can hear the voice of repentance that pulls and tugs at your soul that has been trapped and transgression, that has been caught in the dens of deception, that has lived in the houses of hell. I've come to you to tell you tonight that the nightmare has not come to pass yet. You still have an hour. You still have a moment to repent, 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 repent. I want to drive it like a nail through your heart. Repent, repent, repent. I tell you tonight, if you really could get a vision, if you could descend for five seconds into the boiling bath of hell, I don't think that stubbornness would tie you to your seat tonight. I don't think that pride would keep you in your pew. I don't think that wicked imaginations and trivial pursuits in this world could hold you back, but you would find a place to pray. You would say, God, stir me tonight. Don't let me be callous by corruption. Don't let me be by the darkness in the night, but let me be saved. Hear me tonight, sinner. You need to be stirred. You need to be shaken. Hear me tonight. Those that are caught in just religiosity, you need to go further. You need to complete the experience. You need to go beyond mere confession because that's not going to get it done. You need to obey the gospel. You need to repent tonight. You need to be buried with Him by baptism in the death. And you need to walk in the newness of life by the power of the Holy Ghost. Let's pray, saints of God. Let's pray. I want to tell you, though, it'll be too late after the rapture. There won't be an altar to take your burdens and pay you peace in return. There won't be a choir to sing down the glory of God or the Shekinah cloud can hover above the congregation, it'll be gone. Are you hearing what I'm telling you tonight? There won't be a preacher to preach you under conviction the day after the rapture. Listen now, I suppose that if evangelists could feel pulpits the day after the rapture, they would fill every stadium, every assembly hall, and every church. Sinners would be knocking upon the doors until their knuckles bleed, and their souls would be so stirred that I've got to find a preacher. Hear me tonight. Passive prayers will become extinct on the lips of sinners the day after the rapture. They will scream. They will scream. They will scream. It's too late, friend. The altar's cold, friend. The rapture's taking place. I can't make an altar call. The rapture's taking place. The altar's cold. The fire's gone out. There's no grace here. Grace is dead. She can't hear you. Mercy is death. She won't attend unto thy cry. You can't feel it, friend. I'm sorry, but there is no altar. Can you see yourself walking in those steps tonight? 
the day after the rapture, a sinner staggering through the doors, stumbling down the aisle, tripping over the pews, throwing themselves, flinging themselves at the steps and an altar and saying, come on, evangelist, fill the pulpit. But they're gone. The rapture is taking place and grace is forgotten. Somebody help me pray. Let me sing and preach that chorus of judgment again. Grace won't hear you. She's dead. Mercy won't intend unto thy cry. She's deaf. The hand of salvation has now folded and become the fist of judgment. The Spirit of the Lord has inhaled His people. The anointing of the Holy Ghost is withdrawn. God has pulled the stake of salvation out of the dust of Golgotha's hill. The cross is and God is written with fire, Ichabod, upon this earth. And soon the ashes of this age will be the stark remains of sinful mankind. I'm talking about the nightmare of eternity. I'm talking about waking up the morning after the trumpet of the Lord sounds. I'm talking about missing the rapture. I'm talking about being too caught up in this corrupt world to find a place to repent tonight. I'm talking about being so callous in my the judgment preaching that you're so desensitized by Hollywood and television and radio talk that a preacher of the apostolic truth can't stir you tonight. Listen now. Can you imagine the next morning the sky is gray without a cloud? Let's everybody pray. Come on. Come on. There's a spirit of intercession gripping. Gripping. It's gripping us. It's gripping us. There's folks in here that's got to meet destiny tonight. you got to make a choice tonight. Please. Praise the Lord. This is not just mere theatrics tonight or emotionalism at its height, but this is reality, friend. You're looking at a preacher that's been hours in prayer, that's built up a burden over the last few years, and has said, God, I've got to be a watchman on the wall, a preacher in the pulpit. I've got to be a warning signal to those in the 90s who are so numb to eternity and judgment. The sun covers her face with a black veil, and the moon is bleeding with embarrassment for the loss. In the street, street cars are wrapped around telephone poles. Nobody to report the accident. No traces of body remains. It's just gone. In the supermarket, screams are heard from mothers who frantically search the aisles, trying to find their missing babies. They run up and down the aisles and call over the intercom, searching for people to help. But in the end of the search, only the half-filled milk bottle and the empty cradle remains. Ma'am, here's your cradle. There's your cradle. But your baby's gone. You won't ever see your baby again. 
It just went through the portals of glory. It just slipped through the transitional doors of time to eternity. It was just caught up in the rapture. I'm sorry, it's gone. You should have been saved. You should have listened to that preacher. You should have went to that altar that night, and you would have gone with that baby. Somebody help me pray in the name of Jesus. On the news, reporters are stumbling over words trying to explain this mysterious phenomenon. Thousands are missing. No notes of explanations. No calendar of events marked to determine where we might find them. But can I tell you what has happened? God has kidnapped His children. He has taken His church out of the prison of this world and carried them to the palace of heaven. You could have joined us. You could have enjoyed the joy of Jesus, the happiness of holiness, the rejoicing of the redeemed, the peace that settles the storm, the joy of the Holy Ghost, the righteousness of God. But you chose the pleasures of this world, and now you are lost. It's the day after the rapture. You're living the nightmare that you've dreamed for so long that you heard the preacher preach about. I wish I could stir you out of that pew. I wish you wouldn't wait another five minutes of preaching to get to this altar. I wish you'd get up. Get up. Do you hear me tonight? What do I have to do? Do I have to get on my knees and beg you tonight to tell you that what I'm preaching is real? Can you imagine in major cities now all over the country, gang wars are out of control. Buildings are burning. Fires are breaking out. Murder in the streets. The rapidity of machine gun fire. Screams. Terror. Fear. Death. Blood stains up and down the alleyways out in the streets. Glasses being broken here and there. Looters running in the night. Can you imagine what it's going to be like when the church is gone to enjoy the treasures of truth while the world endures the tribulation of judgment like this world has never seen? Can I tell you, we are right there. I want to tell you that I believe there is only just a few strands of sand in the hourglass of grace. And it's being sucked up. It's falling fast. We're still in the dispensation when the door of mercy is wide open. And you can walk into the ark of safety. You can get into the refuge of salvation. You can call on the name of the Lord tonight. And you can be saved. But when the rapture takes place, the door of grace will be shut forever. Somebody stir us. Somebody help me pray quickly now. In Washington, D.C., Congress is convening. A national disaster is at hand. Senators are clamoring back and forth. Military mouths are speechless. The national security advisor doesn't know what to say to the president. And the president sits there in his oval office, expressionless, a blank stare and a hollow look as he looks out the window. Oh, what can they say? What can they do? What appeasement can they give over the vehicles of media, television, and radio? What will the news reporters report in the morning and the next day? Oh, there's nothing they can do. 
because the church is gone and it's never coming back. Did you hear what I said? When the rapture takes place, the church is gone and it'll never be back. 2,000 years ago, God exhaled and He breathed out fire upon an upper room and He's been pouring it out ever since. But one day God's going to breathe in and He's going to pull the fire out and those full of it are going with it. I want to know, are you full of faith? Do you have the Holy Ghost? Are you ready to meet God? Can you pray sincerely? Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Or are you full of fear tonight? Somebody help me pray in Jesus' name. Can you imagine? Brother Hansel, backsliders are calling the White House now. Uninterpretable screeches utter over the phone lines. Cries of regret. Sobs of sorrow. Because those who left the church to walk in sin realize they know what has happened. They know what has taken place. The catching away of the church. The bringing out of this world of his pride. The church is gone. Hospitals are in an uproar trying to find patients. Schoolyards are absent of playing children as teachers run up and down the hallways looking for missing students, but they only find uh, lunch pails and backpacks or the traces left behind because they're gone. They're gone. The church is gone. And it'll never, 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 never be back again. Did you hear me? It will never be back again. Every aspect of society is affected by now. Many are aware of what has taken place. The picture of despair is painted by the brush of doom. Backsliders know that they're lost beyond hope. Sinners know that they're left behind forever. The intellectual atheist grabs his Bible and reads it for the first time. But the pages bring no comfort. I'm sorry that scripture won't work now. I'm sorry, but you're numbed because night is here and the light is gone. You should have believed it the first time you heard it. You should have accepted what they were giving you in the Bible study before. Do you remember that afternoon? When that little old lady with gray hair and a bright countenance knocked on your door and you slammed it shut because you said, I don't believe in God or I don't need God. There's a lot of folks who aren't atheists, but you have an atheistic attitude because you said, I don't need God. I can do it myself. And you've rejected the cross over and over again. Can you imagine the alcoholic? throws his mug of beer against the wall and leaves the spinning stool in the bar as he hurriedly heads for the church. I've got to get down there. Somebody's got to preach to me. Somebody's got to tell me the truth. Somebody's got to get me a uh, deliverance. <laughs> I've got to be saved. But it's too late. 
the affluent who sold their souls for the dollar. They dart now to the cathedrals to hear another sermon. But I want to tell you that the emptiness of evangelism will do no good. And the speeches of charismatic clergy will bring no cheer because the church is gone. The rapture of the church has taken place. The nightmare of eternity has begun. Oh, somebody be stirred tonight. There are no choruses of woe now that can strike the strings of mercy in heaven. The sinner will never be saved. What happened? What happened? What happened? Can you imagine yourself, help me church, standing in that Pentecostal auditorium after the rapture? The haunting reminders of people shouting, of people praying, of people being stirred. You look toward the pulpit, and for a moment, you can see the ghost of an evangelist darken the pulpit as you listen to the past pleas of preaching. You see him reach over that pulpit with tears. You see him with all emotion heightened, reaching for you. You're running now, but to an empty altar. You're trying to get to the Savior, but his arms are folded. Did you hear me? He's got a hand of grace out to you tonight. But one day that hand of grace is going to fall into the fist of judgment. Oh, I wish I could stir somebody tonight. You won't be able to find the Holy Ghost. You won't be able to see the light because the fire of faith has gone out while the flames of eternal damnation are ignited. I can't feel God. I can't get the gratification of grace. I'm numb in the night. I'm, <laughs> I'm in spiritual comatose. I've been anesthetized by my arrogance. I've been deadened by degradation. I can't feel God. I feel like I'm in a dark cave, wandering with misery without end. Would somebody please make an altar call? But you can't get one. That's that's the end. That's the day after the rapture. But I want to tell you, did you hear what I said? I preached to you tonight the nightmare of eternity. But wake up. Wake up, sinner. Wake up, backslider. We're still in the hour of grace. We're still in the church of deliverance. The apostolics are still here. The intercessors are still here. The altars are still open. Wake up. That's just a nightmare right now. Oh, it's a reality in the distance and the near future, but it's just a nightmare now. Don't live it. Don't make it come to pass in your life. I pray tonight in the name of Jesus that you would be so stirred that you'd get out of that pew and get to this altar to pray. I'm through preaching. The door's open. The altars are here. Come on, sinner friend. Come on, sinner friend. Don't be lost tonight. Please come to the open arms of Calvary. Come on, intercessor. Come on, Rianda Sikhe under the die. Come on, intercessor. If there's somebody sitting next to you tonight that needs to get in this altar and pray, would you get desperate with God to stir him up? Would you reach out a hand of faith to them and say, Hey, would you like to come and pray tonight? Would you like to make sure that you're ready to meet God? Would you like to experience the Holy Ghost? Would you like to come and repent and give the Lord a chance to save you tonight? Please come. Please come. 
Please come. Please come. Come on, friend. This is not a message of condemnation. This is a message of warning. Grace is still here. Oh, sinner lady. Come on, ma'am. Tonight's the night. Why don't you just step out of that pew? Why don't you just stand up where you are and make your way out and come pray with us? Oh, you're not here by accident tonight. You're here because the Lord destined for you to be here tonight to hear this message, to stir your soul, to shake you out of sleep, and to awaken you from the nightmare of eternity. Would you come? Would you come? Come on, everybody that doesn't have the Holy Ghost. Come on, everybody that needs to repent tonight. Come on, everybody. 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 We cannot afford to miss one in the pew. We cannot afford. Come on, saints, to let one slip through the door. They confront, confronted to the face of eternity tonight. Please come. Come on. It's time to come. Oh, yeah. Please come. There's others here tonight. Please don't come. In the name of Jesus.
Come on, pray with us. Come on, pray with us for a while. Give the Lord a chance to do a miracle in your life. Get rapture ready for sure. Come on.
Watching for day and night, I'm getting ready to leave. 
Yeah. 